Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. Jeremy Deli, fellas. Yes. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, good to be here together. We are together in the book of Juan. John 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 this week. Mm-hmm. So crazy. I We've been doing this for, what, three, three, four months almost, three and a half months. This podcast? Or no, this, the, the, yeah. the readings, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're just about a couple more weeks, and we're out of the Gospels. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. That, then, then we have Acts, and Deli, you're going to get a speak on Acts, and you're excited about that. There's just so much in Scripture, and that's been really, it's really, really fun to talk to people about where we are and that you can... We're, What are you going to talk about? Well, we're going to continue walking through Scripture. It's just been really, really great, but sometimes we still go so fast that we miss, like, miss powerful things, I think. So, um, well, I do love the shared experience of it all. Yeah. 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 That's probably one of the most, most prominent for me is sure is, is the shared walking and the talking and, and it, and it just being a point of, uh, almost like growing together, you know, yeah. like growing in a sense. And, and everybody's growing at different rates, you know, but, but it's still like talking about the same things. Oh, what did you get from that? What, oh, okay. Uh, see easy you, easy yeah. conversation starters. Yeah, right? easy mm-hmm. conversations yeah. That, you can, uh, that you can grow in, in, the, in the area that we want to grow in. You know, like it's an easy area that we want to grow in that can easily be put on the back burner. Right, like it can just be like, uh, yeah, I haven't been well, reading much. You know, I think also having pastored for a couple of days, mm-hmm. we can assume that we're all reading yes, scripture, yeah. and we can, you know, in a daily discipline, and that's just not the case. Yeah, I mean, it's just not yeah. the case. So for the incentive of it, right, mm-hmm. and the motivation to do it as a team, I think about uh, when we did it in 2017, and I feel like I feel like back back then, I I was pulling kind of general thematic ideas out. And this time it feels like I'm dialing in on almost novelty type, unique things that are just striking me, mm-hmm. but either way, trying to spark some interest, provoke some thought mm-hmm. uh, with the, the the broad narrative of the gospel. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and folks have told me, which I think is awesome. Really. I, I think it's wonderful. They they tell me they're like, okay, so we're listening to the archived week <laughs> from 2017, which is amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're listening to the you know this week, whatever the corresponding weeks, which is super super cool. That's for the advanced students. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been doing that. <laughs> I've not been doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, shout out Mark Moore. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Folks that have been doing, I think it's I think it's awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, so today we're in three, uh, four, five, six, seven, and for folks, if you're just joining us, John's gospel was the latest of the four mm-hmm. to be written, ballpark A.D. 80, give or take five, ten years in there somewhere, right? So he's the disciple that Jesus loved. He's the inner circle, Peter, James, John. He is beloved. He survived them all. And then writes this 50 years after the, mm-hmm. the uh, resurrection, whereas the other gospel writers were probably in the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's just wonderful his um, perspective, his perspective yeah. and yeah. wisdom, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And what, yeah, wisdom. Mm-hmm. 
what he brings to the table and what I here's here's one of the things I really think I value in it and I don't say this very often I value what he doesn't bring mm. so a lot of times when I'm reading the scripture I try to pay attention just as much to what's not being said mm-hmm. as what is being said and in my mind I'm seeing John filtering through the other the other gospels that's right? superfluous yeah that's not important mm-hmm. that's sidebar yeah. right let's or let's, he's got that covered at least or I don't somebody even, else you know, has that yeah yeah, yeah he got so i'm able to add they that. all three covered that one i'm yeah. not gonna touch <laughs> right. that one yeah, <laughs> yeah very interesting well, got enough details there with with the john you know like he he his so much of his focus right is is jerusalem heavily jerusalem focused and that's what i was kind of looking at and and the other three they were mainly his galilean ministry yeah. like on the way you know mm-hmm. maybe maybe 50 50 but like he does touches a little bit of it but then like three quarters of it is <laughs> well, half half the book yeah. is uh half the book is the last week of yeah jesus life yeah which that that tells you something right like it tells you the maybe you're, there's just these things that you're missing that that he wants to draw out um the 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 tension of uh how he is starting to say who he is that's what I was seeing is that he, yeah. John is pulling out like I am these yeah. things I I am he you know like I am the way I am the vine I am the, you know all these other and it's like man that's really what he's trying to say right and that's where you said before John's book he's writing about him being God yeah. right yeah. yeah I think it's verse 31 I think if I'm pulling from memory chapter 20 the which is the there's 21 chapters so the next to the last chapter the last verse of that chapter he says, I've written these things mm-hmm. so that you might believe he is the son of God. Yeah. And uh, through faith in his name, you have eternal life. Right? Mm-hmm. So he gives you the punchline. Like, here's my point. Yeah. Right. Nothing hidden. Mm-hmm. Cards aren't close to my chest. Here they are. They're all out on the table. Yeah. This is why I'm, this is why I'm writing what I'm writing to mm-hmm. you to show you who he, who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the book of John for that. My other favorite book, I've often said if I was, you know, on an island or I'm in prison or whatever, you know, and I mean, people would say if you get one book, it's the Bible and, you know, whatever. But if I got, uh, if I got one book in the Bible, it'd be Hebrews because it just elevates Christ to such, I mean, it elevates him to yeah. really where he should be. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but John is a really super close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. As far as identifying Jesus and his magnitude and his wonder and his greatness and 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 his his personability to be with people right these are very much people stories i mean luke talks about his manhood mm-hmm. but this is come on man the the wedding mm-hmm. Melinda and i when we got married we had a huge i don't know 16 by 20 or something framed and in the middle of it was the verse out of john john Two, I guess, right? Is that the wedding? The yeah, chapter, the chapter two. Yeah. John two mm-hmm. said, and there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and Jesus was invited and his disciples, <laughs> mm. and that hangs in our home, right? Yeah. That like he, he was cool enough to be invited to the yeah. wedding, right? <laughs> and then it does a miracle, right? So with, uh, frankly, a meaningless miracle, right? I mean, what? Not right? meaningless to the people, but who I mean, yeah. ter- like what? You're the yeah. son of God, and you're what? We're out of Doritos, so you're like, we need more salsa. <laughs> yeah. I got that yeah. covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what he's doing, yeah. right? He's, now I know there was honor involved, and mm-hmm. but and our culture is different than that. Yeah. But but really, it's not like healing cancer. It's like you <laughs> yeah. know, we're out of we're out of diet coke. Somebody and, was dead. And somebody helped us, right? Yeah. yeah, boom. And but this, what that communicates is. Mm-hmm. The personability of that, and then the woman at the well is ridiculous about his 
connection with yeah, people. The, the personal connection to at, whatever chapter your problem. After chapter after you know, chapter, all the way to Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever your serpent is, whatever your demon is, whatever your difficulty is, Jesus is engaged with us enough to to say, "Hey, I'm I'm here with you," and stepping into it. And and I'm not afraid of that space. One of the things that, you know, this is yeah. going back to chapter 3. Everybody knows John 3.16. We talked about that on Sunday. But John 3.17, they don't know. They also don't know John 3.15. You know, where, and so here, John read it. 3.14 yeah. and 15, Jesus says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. You know, that that's the, the pretext of G, him saying, I am, I am this path to eternal life, and and you think about the. Not a lot, of, not a lot of time spent in numbers as a as a sermon, mm-hmm. as a book for messages or ever teaching. But there's so much in here, John, in Numbers chapter 21, and then Numbers chapter 22. Just side note is one of my favorite stories to teach with children, Balaam and you know the. Balak and the talking donkey and get a ride, have kids ride around on my back as pretend I'm the donkey. That was all, that was fun. But this bronze serpent that Moses lifts up, these people are getting bitten by serpents. Fiery serpents. Fiery serpents. <laughs> that means, mm. Yeah, I don't know what that spitting means. Spitting cobras, man, whatever that <laughs> Some is. Some kind of dragon dinosaur thing, I don't know. But yeah. uh, we have all sorts of things that bite at us and try to destroy us and can destroy us and and do and do destroy Chris, us yeah. and as Moses lifted up the, it's just crazy that he says so Moses made a, a bronze serpent and set it on a pole and if a serpent bit anyone he would look at the bronze serpent and live yeah. like what, what kind of medicine is that yeah. right but we'll probably get some of the the medical the medical serpent on the stick imagery from that and if if i'm bit by woes in my life and frustrations with myself and frustrations with my wife frustrations at work mm. these things that bite at me mm-hmm. if i don't get healing from that it will it'll kill you it'll yeah. it'll kill the day for yeah. sure it might it might kill a marriage and and so thinking about this that Son of man must be lifted up. If I don't lift my eyes up to Jesus, to him, yeah. Mm-hmm. In those when when those kinds of things come into my life, they will eat at me and nag at me and you know, destroy me until I make that decision to go, wait. I need the gospel on in this in this. And so mm-hmm. I've I try to keep telling myself and anybody who listens that the first person that needs to hear the gospel message is you. Yeah. And so we we have to we have to share that with ourselves mm-hmm. and then we can share it with the woman at, at the well. And then we can share it with the uh, Nicodemus kind of character who knows so much and is like brimming with questions and wanting answers. And, and I think it's, I, I so appreciate you saying Jesus is the way everything else is a conversation because it just does that. It says, okay, here's the way. And here's Jesus elevated over the situation and John does such a good job of saying, when he was here, he wasn't 
elevated over the situation in a way that ex- excluded him from the situation, but that he waded right into it. And mm-hmm. I mean, he, he just does that with the official son. He does that yeah. with the pool, the guy at the pool. Like, do you, he didn't just like walk by and say, Hey, yeah. help, help him in there. He, he just wades into yeah, the right situation into it, yeah. and is both, Present to heal and present and still elevated above the situation. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I heard a guy talk about the stories of the Bible, that they aren't extemporaneous to something or some type of tangent sidebar, but they blossom and bloom from within events of culture, mm-hmm. like life, They right up in the middle of daily life. And Jesus coming out in the middle of things, not this little add-on every Saturday at 10 or particularly Sunday at 10, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, right? But just these things that happen right out of life, joining a story and then someone asking him to do something and he says, okay, I will. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or going to a guy with the, the 38-year invalid, you know, and mm-hmm. well, you want to be... Well, actually, he, he just said, you, you, you want to be, be healed? Do you want to be well? well? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be well? What in the world, right? Yeah, and to do those things. And man, the, the, the serpent on the pole, that's just... I think if we pause and ponder that, it, that's worthwhile to recognize that that's a weird thing for Moses to be commanded to do in a yeah, culture totally weird. where idolatry and idols, m- mercy, mercy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a blasphemy. It was just to a graven image. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was. I, there's no way around it, man. It was a mm. graven image. They did that with a calf. Calf, yeah. And, and they it died. didn't turn out well. Yeah. yeah. So, but 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 isn't that interesting? You know what God said? Serpent on a pole. Mm-hmm. Just like God told Peter on the rooftop, "Kill and eat." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we don't do that. Remember graven images? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's outside of no our other paradigms, gods, no other right? idols. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like yeah. But he said. But then God's like, yeah, yeah. But I, I, but I told you to. Do it. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And, and I believe that's the tension between yes, yeah. what's the stuff that we're like, well, this is what we're supposed to do. Or God saying, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm telling you to do this. Yeah. Can we get off script? And script here is literally the word of God, mm-hmm. right? Can we get off script and follow the current? The current, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so further into that story, I'm sitting here as you're telling it, I'm thinking, yes, um, they, they saw it and they were healed. Later... Those two serpents were pulled out and used as idols. Mm. They were, in fact, used as idols in Dan and Beersheba, and they were they were put up on the uh, the pole again and worshipped. Later, yeah. I mean, years later, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. pre when they were dispersed in the Babylonian captivity, yeah. pre whatever, exile. yeah, exile. Thank yeah. you, mm-hmm. pre exile, right? And so all that's going, on, and then that's what he picks, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be that," which has two things when he's lifted up. One clearly lifted up above the earth on the cross mm-hmm. and also lifted up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what we get to do this coming Sunday is we get to do both, <laughs> right? We get to acknowledge him lifted up on the cross yep. and then we get to lift him up mm. above all those things. Yep. Yeah. That's it. I wouldn't have come up with it, right? But that's the thing he chooses. And I think it's just interesting to ponder mm-hmm. that and the wisdom of God in the choosing. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. I think that uh, kind of going back to what you were saying, Andy, on the 
<laughs> we we can hold on so tightly right to to the the paradigms the the perspective of well this is this is where I know God is is doing right when you said Peter on the on the roof or, or the serpent or whatever it is like I, this is what I know he's doing and we can be blinded to what he is showing us you know along the way and, and that's why I'm kind of pulling up on on chapter five towards the end of that when he is uh, talking to the Jewish leaders and he is saying like you're searching the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life right and these are the various scriptures that you testify about me yet you refuse to come to me to have life and then he, and then he goes on and he's saying but but I know you and I know that you you have you do not have the love of God in your hearts I have come in my father's name and you do not accept me but if someone comes in his own name you will accept me. so just going on about all that right there he's like seeking seeking something so hard that you're just blinded to him showing you it you know like you're just blinded uh to his spirit that's guiding you um that that it's not so much in those uh the way that he's doing it right like he the the man who is healed he says get up (laughs) he didn't touch him he didn't uh bring five other people around him like uh, well, one time that happened because they tore a roof apart. Yeah, right. right? right. Yeah. The guy in this and, guy, and so it's uh, man. It's just I think about just seeking his his guidance and, and seeking yep. his voice and seeking uh, what God is doing in the right? moment. In the moment, yeah. It's uh, it's it's and it's that tension, right? Because, and trusting the moment. Yeah, and trusting the moment. It's the tension of it's it's his word, and we're guide, and we're trying to be guided by his word, but also like, man, he can throw you upside down. Like you can think that God is not working. Uh, over there on you know in the avenues because well that's that's a rough spot and we need to be bringing God into those moments when actually we can be impacted when we're listening and aware and I don't know it's just it's hard it's well it's a, not yeah. this week it's going to be next week but mm-hmm. in John ten he says my sheep know my my sheep know my voice mm-hmm. yeah my, they know my voice right and not what I've written and I think that's some of what's going on uh, and he didn't he didn't come to disallow or dispose of the law. He came to fulfill it. Yeah. All those things that the law was supposed to do that it, by the way, didn't do, yeah. right? We were unsuccessful in our own righteousness. Jesus came to do that. He's not wiping it away. He came to do it, he came to fulfill it. But when we, and you were looking at verse 39 in chapter, mm-hmm. chapter five, when we study the scripture, because we think that here's the, here's the word, we think by them, yeah. by knowing it mm-hmm. right, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, goodness, rightly dividing the word of truth, right? I mean, that's, yes. Yeah, we, I think we tend to think if we know Scripture, then it would ease our life and journey. And I, I feel like Jesus is, is saying, no, if you know me, you'll have immunity from those things. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the image of, of playing with, in, as a child, playing with somebody who was immune to poison ivy. They just have, they were just fearless to be out in the woods <laughs> and playing. Yeah. I'm, I, and, and I'm totally not. It was totally <laughs> not that because it would be all over me and I would be sick and miserable and would, would take pains to get shots and special creams and, and bathe, at, special soap to bathe after being in the woods and... I think Jesus offers us immunity to at least the eternal consequences of that. And I think the 
And I think also the spiritual tension that happens in us when we're when you deal with the wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And so that just, just puts illness in our body and in our spirit and in our mind as we deal with those wages. And Jesus says, look, I've, I've conquered that, and now you can be free from that. Right. And we still want to try to rid the world of poison ivy rather than walk in the Im- freedom the and immunity from it. Yeah. from it. So from connection with him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think kind of referencing back to 24 to, to 27 there, it's kind of touching on that a little bit of uh, truly, I tell you the time is coming and, and when the dead will hear the voice of the son of God and he will hear it. He who hears will live. And for the father has life in himself and is granted the son also to have life in himself. And it's like, it's, it's great. It's granted to him. He has given like all yeah. this section is about him having authority right. to right. give you life, to give you life. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> are we, are we hearing him? Are we <laughs> snake? Look at Jesus, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, whoops. Yeah. You know, I misstepped. I hurt myself. I got hurt by someone. I, and it's like, if I want to conquer that that experience of the fallen world that hits me and makes me nauseous. We have to do what he's talking about. Don't marvel at this because the hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will to the resurrection of life. Mm. So, and what is it to do good, but to hear his voice. So we, we lift our eyes to him as often as possible. (laughs) So we're we're bouncing all through these uh, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, chapters. we are sure. But it's the same book. I mean, we're all yeah. right there together. And you look at uh, my my mind goes to John, uh, chapter uh, chapter four, where well, in chapter three, Nicodemus and the God so loved the world thing you referenced mm-hmm. earlier. Right? Nicodemus is like, you know, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus is like, you got to be born again. And then to the woman the gospel message in four mm-hmm. and to say to her who knows, I, I mean, I ramp on this all the time, right? She knows the rules. She knew them when she got there. Everybody knows the rules. Everybody knows the Christian rules. Uh, you're not, you're, you're a Jew. You're not supposed to talk to me a Samaritan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she knew it. He knew it. The disciples that came back knew it because it, scripture tells us they thought it. They didn't say it, but they thought what's mm-hmm. he doing talking to her. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows these rules. And then his message to her is that, yeah, well, the time is coming. Well, actually, now it, it's, it's come, yeah. right? Yeah. And he says, when the true worshipers... <laughs> yeah. Now, I hope I'm a true worshiper. Mm-hmm. I, I'm welcoming all to be true worshipers, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not the study of the Scripture. It's not the dogma. It's not the doctrines. And you put all these things together. It's the, the folks that seek Him. They seek Him. True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Both of those are lowercase. I think that matters. Capital S is Holy Spirit, right? Could be that big, but it's just spirit, just spirited, you know, like Spirit Week in high school. I mean, <laughs> like that. We all wear pajamas and, and dress yeah. up and Twin Day and all that. Spirit Week, and then truth is a lowercase t. Jesus is capital T truth. This yeah. is just in honesty, in earnestness, yeah. and er- yes, yeah. show up, mm-hmm. right? We show up with spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers. 
oh, the Father seeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. This woman realizes she is rejected. She realizes she is outside the circle. And he's like, you know, there's a time coming. And in fact, it's here. Yeah. Right. When they won't go to this mountain or that mountain or Jerusalem, won't be any of that. Mm. But see, the deal is, and I, this can't be lost on us, it was that. Yeah. It was the temple only. It was the holy place only. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the veil is rent again. This week we celebrate mm. that, right? The veil torn supernaturally top to bottom. I was hearing something. It was like, what, I don't know, 16 feet long, 20 feet long, four inches thick. What in the world? <laughs> just whoosh, shredded right ripped open and so the doorway for us to worship spirit and truth Mm -hmm. present show up Mm -hmm. yeah i love it you want to say something i I don't know how else we say anything from that (laughs) (laughs) well then we're done here we're done here (laughs) thank you for listening oh yeah yeah well i just i just I was reading, I'll tell you something that hit me. I was reading in the uh, the message. I was reading John chapter 4 in the message. Let's see if we could zip over there real quick. See how fast I can work my phone. Um, and, and down near the, the ferry, and we're talking. It just, it was written in such a way, I just, it was amazing. So... Yeah, so uh, let's see here because it doesn't go verse at a time. Verse 34. The, the situation with the woman is done, right? The disciples come back and uh, they said, are you going to eat? And he says, I have food that you don't know anything about, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, well, who, who, who brought him food? <laughs> a, a, a quintessential disciple moment, right? <laughs> I didn't know he brought him any food, right? You said that because we forgot yeah. snacks. <laughs> we forgot snacks? Oh, dang it. The food that keeps me going, listen to this. I'll read this and you tell me if this doesn't hit you. The food that keeps me going is that I do the will of the one who sent me, finishing the work he started. As you look around right now, wouldn't you say that in about four months it'll be time to harvest? Well, I'm telling you to open your eyes and take a good look at what's right in front of you. These Samaritan fields are ripe. It's harvest time. Hmm. I'm reading through that. I've read that <clears throat> countless times, right? Fields are ripe. There's songs about it, preach about it. Fields are ripe in the harvest. But in the message, it says these Samaritan fields. I've never read that. I've never seen that. It's mm-hmm. not in any translations I've ever read. Mm-hmm. These Samaritan fields are ripe. <clears throat> and you'd be like, well, it's not really the Samaritan. Of course <laughs> it's the Samaritan field. Because that's where he is. That's where he is. Yeah. Right? He's right there. And he's like the Samaritan fields. These Samaritan fields are ripe and you got to think of telling a bunch of jewish guys that knew the rules walking up the road man that stuff fires me up yeah Mm. (laughs) and he's like yeah well the it's right here right now Mm -hmm. right here right now and i hope that would be encouraging to somebody like wherever you are that world that you're in that space that you're in like look around yeah it's right it's right here right now something right they need hope (laughs) here right yeah now in 39, it continues, he says, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of that woman's testimony. It continues down, and because of his words, many more became believers. I mean, because he ended up staying there, right, in an additional two days. And I mean, here's what's cool, ready? <laughs> he, knew, he knew all about the things I did. Yeah. yeah okay, let's remember, let's, none of them were good things. Mm-hmm. 
and he didn't reject me. I wonder if that's the subtext there. Mm. Not one thing. Yeah. Jesus told her everything about her, yeah. and none of them were good. <laughs> it wasn't like... You know, you you had you had five husbands, and the one you're with now is not your husband. But you you did you did do well in physics, and I, like what? Yeah. Nothing was good in the culture of right, right. wrong, hierarchy, sin, all that, right? Mm-hmm. But the the reason is because he knew all things that I did. He knew all things I did. Now, most of the time, when we realize Jesus knows all things we do, okay. We'll cover up that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Want to hide, right? I'm thinking of <laughs> Stand Hebrews. naked before the Father. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of the book of Hebrews where it says, he oh. was tempted in all ways like as yeah. we, knows yeah. our thoughts. The word of God is quick and powerful, a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart, mm-hmm. right? He knows everything, every word taken into account. Most of us are like, bummer. Yeah. She's like, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Because, your point. Yeah. Because he, he, he knew it all. He accepted her. And, and he did not reject her. her. Yep. Yeah. And again, man, it's my favorite. And I, I, I cry every single time. Every single time I see it. And Emma says the same thing. My daughter says the same. She's like, Dad, I cry every single time. When the woman looks at Jesus and she says, I am rejected by others. And he says, not by the Messiah. Not, not by he them. says, I know. Yeah, I wonder I wonder about the, the woman caught in adultery. Where, where What hits us the most that... He would say, woman, is there no one who condemns you? No, Lord, no one, neither do I. Neither do I yeah. Or do we focus on that? Or do we focus on go and sin no more? more? I focus yeah. on the neither do I. In case you were wondering, in yeah. case anybody has heard me preach lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they say Jesus was full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. That here's the truth. Yep, you got caught. Yep, it's... It's the serpent destroying your life. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. You had five five husbands and the guy. Maybe we're them. maybe we're ramping on the obvious here. Yeah, right. I, it makes us excited. We love it. Yeah. The one that is without sin can first cast a stone. And friends, there was one there who could have done it. Who could have done it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And I'll tell you something I've found, and you could use this as the litmus test of the church you go to, or what the gospel message is. The one that can cast a stone Didn't. doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about Jesus. I'm talking about people in a church, right? Mm-hmm. They're good, godly people. They fear the Lord. They walk with the Lord. Nobody's perfect, but they, they have a walk with God. And they'd be pretty close to being able to fire one at you. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. Because they're connected to the yeah. grace of God. Mm-hmm. And here's the flip side of that. The ones that do are telling on themselves. <laughs> the ones that pick up stones and start yeah. to draw back, they're only telling on themselves. So I have learned that through through the years, and I am so thankful that we serve a Savior, which we celebrate every day, but we certainly celebrate this week, right? Mm-hmm. Overcoming death and hell and the grave and, and just does not condemn us. Yeah. That is so cool. Anyone condemn you? Yeah. She could have just said no, and he said, okay, well, you're lucky. Yeah. But he's like, I don't either. Yeah. And he totally could have. And frankly, he should have. Mm. That's the whole story. Yeah. We should have. And he just doesn't, right? And I just I I I relish that. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to pray. <laughs> we have to be done. We need to pray. <laughs> we'll have our a- after after 
recording outtakes, I yeah. guess, another half hour. <laughs> uh, wow, how powerful gospel. You up for yep. closing us out to yep. pray? Yeah, thank you, Lord, for your love and grace. Yeah, Lord, we thank you for you, and mm-hmm. uh, mar- always, I'm always marveled by your... That grace and truth are both so powerful in you that you see right into the heart of a situation and encounter Nicodemus and encounter a woman at the well and then encounter your own followers in Samaria and you encounter me and my my brokenness and you can both look at that and and honestly crush me and and then hit me with grace that comes just as thoroughly and full. Father, I pray that we would be like you in those things. We'd be like you in every way, that you would continue to transform me. But as we look at our situation and the people around us and this resurrection week, and may we come like your son, full of grace and truth to whatever, whatever mess that is before us and to whatever uh, joy can be brought into it by you, the life that you've given us. Thank you so much for uh, the hope of life that comes through you. Mm-hmm. I praise you mm-hmm. for it. Thank you for these guys to share with and talk with and laugh with and learn with. I mm-hmm. praise you for this moment in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. blessings to you all during Passion Week as yeah. we dial in on Passover and Resurrection Sunday. I. Uh, think of the story I was told years ago of a Russian Orthodox priest who was invited to a rally, and at the rally they were putting down God and God doesn't exist and all these things and all these things, you know. And 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 the man said, "Might I just say one thing?" And they said, "You may," which is bizarre, right? <laughs> Why was he invited there anyway? And and he gets up and in the crowd, this huge crowd, Russia, you know, he says. Three words. He is risen. And the crowd responds immediately in mass, in one voice. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Right? <laughs> that awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just comes out, right? So he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. So thank you for joining us again. We pray today has been a blessing to you. And uh, we'll look forward to being with you again next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.